Thank you for tuning into Sochcast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your favorite show. Welcome to the third episode of Caregiver Diaries, brought to you by Caregiver Sathi. A new set of experiences shared by our invisible warriors. We bring to you a safe space where you can share your experiences as a caregiver. Shared experiences have a number of positive influences on our emotional well-being and connectedness. What if caregivers who could not tell their stories wrote diaries and we could get a peek into these diaries? We bring to you a series of stories from such diaries and here's one today. I've been at the hospital for 2 days now because he was uncomfortable again and I had to rush him here. It feels like a never-ending journey. I always thought that the feelings and thoughts while sitting on that chair outside the ICU never changes no matter how many times i may be in the same situation but yesterday something changed i began to question things and it took me back to the beginning when this journey of mine started it was when my husband had had a massive heart attack at the age of 39 based on the family that he was from and the life that he lived all along He was a pretty active and religious man I would say. But one evening while I was getting ready for my fitness class, I got a phone call from one of his friends, an acquaintance actually, which seemed very odd. Still, I picked up the phone and he told me that while my husband was at the mosque for his evening prayers, he had said that he was not feeling very well and suddenly collapsed. So they rushed him to the hospital here in the small town Odi. Back then, we weren't as financially well off as we are today, so we owned one car in which he had gone to the mosque. All the other husbands were out, so I ran down to the house's gate and jumped into one of our friends' gypsy, who was going into town then, and he took me to the hospital. When I reached, I saw the doctors running around. Everything was everywhere. People were trying to take care of him and get him stable. I was utterly lost until I saw the friend that brought him to the hospital. He told me that the doctors had said that my husband had suffered a major heart attack. I remember feeling confused and helpless because none of it hit me then. all that was running through my mind was what happened all of a sudden and to be honest i did not know how to respond or what to do and sometimes i still don't all that i was trying to do at that point was get a hold of myself and the situation in the only ways i thought were right the doctors did all of the caring and medications in the hospital and i was trying to understand things because i knew i would have to take over eventually and i did 
My biggest challenge was to get him to eat healthy, which he refused to do because all his life he had been eating oily foods with a lot of non-vegetarian things. So the shift from that to a light diet that included vegetables primarily did not seem to sit with him well. So changing his eating habits after the attack was by far the biggest challenge for me. It wasn't just that he wouldn't eat because he didn't like the food, but also because it affected him. All of this affected him. So he would continuously bicker and shout and have significant mood swings, which made things even worse for me. But as time went by and the change began to settle, it got easier. A week in the hospital, he was getting better, a lot better. But one night at 4am, he began feeling uncomfortable again. So I rushed to get the nurses and the doctor. They rushed him into the emergency room to stabilize and help him. I remember sitting on the chair outside, listening to the rain pour out and freezing. But I refused to leave my chair and go to the room to get a jacket because I did not want to miss the doctors in case they came out. The doctors came out an hour later and told me that he had had another attack and this time he had four blocks and he needed stenting. They did the angiogram but the stenting could not be done here because in this tiny town we did not have the facilities. The doctors then advised us to take him down to the closest city, which was Kwambata. When he told me the news, I just stood there and said nothing. I remember the doctor asking me to say something, but I did not know what to say. Everything felt out of control once again, and there I was, not knowing what happened or what I was going to do once again. Two days after the attack and the angiogram, we prepared to take him down to Kwambata, a four-hour long journey, out of which two was a very windy cart section, so that was not easy. The second attack was undoubtedly more challenging for me, my children and the rest of the family. As for my children, I know that the second attack hit them harder because they were expecting their father to come back home and not go down to another hospital in another city and stay away from their mother and father for some time more. While my husband was being examined, it turned out that he had developed a severe case of jaundice due to which the scenting could not be done right away. At this point, I think my mind was used to all the shocks and surprises now that I did not take it as severely. Instead, I sat down and spoke to the doctors about our options. They suggested to either stay there until the jaundice goes away or to come back home and until the stenting could be done because he was stable. After all, the angiogram had been done. We decided to come back home because it was clear that my kids needed me. We were at home for 8 to 10 days as the doctor recommended and then we went back. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. 
it turns out that the first case of jaundice had settled, but he developed again, and the stenting could not be done again. So we came back home with the instructions to come back in a week. At this point, I realized that it wasn't only me or my kids or the rest of the family who was having a tough time. He was too. So I decided that no matter how tough things got, I needed to stay strong for him. Because at times like this, the success of a procedure depends mainly on the patient's attitude. And I could not lose hope. My family was my greatest support from my parents and the family on his side as well. Unfortunately, his parents were not here. They had gone to America to visit their youngest son the very day he had his first attack. But lucky for us, we live in a vast family. So my two brothers-in-law and other cousins and their wives were a huge support. They were the only reason I could leave my children at home without giving it a single thought. My father came and stayed with us in the hospital all the time. My mom held back and stayed with the kids in OD while we were going to and from Kwambata. So I would say they were my primary source of support. And of course, my husband's brothers stood by me all the time. After everything passed, and he got better my parents returned and i did my best to help my children get back into a schedule while i cared for him i think the thing about care- taking care of someone for so long when they are sick is that you stay on edge around them all the time after that when i think about that time now i feel like maybe i should have been more patient with him but it was all so new to me as well with him being so stubborn and childish it was never easy but after that series of incidences a lot had changed a lot had become better then in the past 2 years after he got diabetic issues have begun to rise again and that has me on edge whenever he's even a little uncomfortable For example, a year ago, he had this horrible chest congestion problem, which we thought was a heart problem, but it wasn't. It was just phlegm in the chest, which caused a lot of difficulty while breathing for him. He was pretty uncomfortable with it not once, but twice or thrice. This time, I had my daughter with me, who was 19 years old now, and it hit her harder than me because unlike last time this time she brought him to the hospital so that was a whole different situation again but as time passed i realized that i am not a person who gives up and staying optimistic always helped i remember that i was scared and helpless during his first attack because back then he was 39 and i was only 33 and i did not know what hit me but today i know exactly what to do when he feels even a slight amount of discomfort i realize that you either get used to it or you don't we as caregivers need to try and get used to it 
because it gets easier to live life then for me it was all about the prayers a lot of prayers it was my idea of peace and solace the one bad thing that i would do to cope was sleep sleep a lot i would sleep whenever i had the chance because i wanted to avoid the stress i wanted to avoid thinking about how bad things were and trust me that did not help no matter how much my husband might have been through today i push him to live a healthy lifestyle and do things independently i try not to pamper him as much as i used to because i realized that's the only way to get him to live a daily life and me but the caregiving never stops the journey did begin 14 years ago for me but today i realize that it never ends if i have learned anything from this journey it is to not give up no matter how hard it gets because once the person you are taking care of realizes that the people around them especially the one taking care of them has begun giving up it makes the whole process a lot more difficult also i have understood that it is very important for me to find an outlet it could be anything but it is important for me to rest my mind because people around me understand that i'm not a machine and neither are you and we need to cope so be strong and be strong in your own way as common as they seem heart attacks are brutal to deal with and it gets worse when there are more severe complications that come with the attack a heart attack is a reason for many people's death it is not easy to recover from or get over caregivers attitudes are very crucial for an ill person who is going through a procedure or recovery a caregiver's actions will always be louder than the words a caregiver's attitude determines the environment around the patient which is very important taking care of yourself is as important as taking care of your loved one your emotional and physical well-being as a caregiver will directly impact the quality of care you provide to your loved one as you take charge and maintain the loved one's meals medication and sleep you need to do it for yourself too try and make time to do something that relaxes you regularly because that will put you in a better mind frame and at the top of your productivity the main highlight of this episode would be the effect an ill person could have on the family around them and that having support while you tend to the sick person is very important which part of the story connected or resonated the most with you do you have a story to share do let us know thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this sochcast what is your soch send us your comments on our facebook page and instagram page it's time for you to do your own sochcast at sochcast apni soch duniya ko sunao sochcast